and welcome to a Stripper's Guide podcast, formerly the Penelope's Playhouse podcast. I'm your host, Lila, and my stripper name is Penelope. I'm a white, Jewish, queer, creator, writer, and stripper. I'm also the founder of A Stripper's Guide, life, leadership, and relationship coaching for queers, creatives, and sex workers. In all of my work, I endeavor to help people step into their unique power by examining the ways that both our personal experiences and broader social systems impact our relationships, communication skills, and our beliefs about ourselves, each other, and the worlds that contain us. On this show, my guests and I tackle issues we've personally encountered, ranging from and intersecting with gender, race, dating, sex work, misogyny, millennial existentialism, and beyond. If we're not already connected and you'd like to learn more about me, my art, or my offerings, join my newsletter, which is linked in the show notes of this podcast. I also invite you to follow me on Instagram at a stripper's guide and at LilaVision, which is spelled L-E-I-L-A-H-V-I-S-I-O-N. Both Instagram handles are linked in the show notes. The intro and outro music you hear on this show is my original music, which I have also linked in the show notes. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please send it to a friend. This episode is one part of my free five-part boundaries mini course. This mini course is designed for anyone looking for tips and pointers around how to strengthen and heal your boundaries in your relationship with yourself, with others, with your work, with your time and energy, all of it. All five parts are available here on this podcast, although this was originally recorded as an Instagram Live, so you'll hear me interacting with some of my followers. Today I'm talking about boundaries and social media. And so the way that this is going to go is uh, I'm going to break down boundaries with time and social media and then boundaries with your energy and social media. And then at the end, I'm going to give you a little bit of like a, a pop quiz, like litmus test that um, I have my clients do in, to use interaction with social media, assess your interaction with social media for the health of your boundaries. So... Boundaries with your time on social media. How much time are you spending on here? And, oh, hi, hello, welcome back. Um, I want to start out actually by saying I am not anti-social media. Obviously, you're watching this video on Instagram. I use social media, uh, and I think that social media can do some really amazing things. Oh, hey, hi, what's up, Send you Tattoo? Um, and so I, I believe that the internet is magic and that at the you know, the internet in its highest form is this incredible connector between human beings that transcends space and time and just can be used for, as we all know, um, can be used for wonderful things and be used to more closely connect us with community, especially people who are like physically isolated, geographically isolated for whatever reason. And we've all used, hey, Lauren, we've all used um, the internet, you know, this past year to connect with each other. And so, oh my gosh, thank you. Ah, thank you. Oh, that's such a nice compliment. Um, so, um, so your time on social media, that's part one, is how much time are you spending on here? Um, and does it feel like 
a time suck? Like, are you, I think that's probably the most obvious gauge that we all have. I think that most of us have some type of awareness of like, okay, I've been on the internet for way too long, or like I generally am on the internet for way too long, like longer than feels comfortable for me. Um, and I just feel like out of it when I, you know, come out of like a meme, <laughs> like a meme tunnel or whatever it is. Um, and maybe you don't feel that way. I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe, hi, Danya. Like some, some of us are uh, more sensitive to our own like time bounds anyway. And maybe, maybe, maybe you're just considering this for the first time. So maybe take a look at it, see how often you're on social media and how you feel afterwards, how much time goes by versus how much time you think went by. Um, so that's your own boundaries. That's boundaries with your own time. And then boundaries with your energy on social media is the second part that I want to talk about, um, which I think is a little bit less obvious, but perhaps even more um, significant than the time spent on social media. Since, since you know, everybody watching this has Instagram, um, unless you're watching this from my newsletter, but I think you probably still have some form of social media most people have it, so most of us spend some amount of time on it. And I do think, like I said, that since the internet is magic, we can be using that time productively, you know? We can be using that time for our work, for our passions, for our for our calling in life, even if it's not our, you know, our, our work in life is not defined by what makes us money, it's like our work in the world. Like a lot of us who, you know, are like, doing work that is justice oriented the ways that we use the internet to connect to each other and connect to ideas and all of that that's amazing um and I think also though like where else are you putting your energy on the internet um even if you are if you're getting some benefit out of your relationship to social media uh that is really a healthy benefit that is helping you truly feel more seen and understood and, and helping you see and understand other people better um, and that's, that's great. And are there ways that you are participating in internet culture and that are detrimental to your emotional health? Like, are you getting sucked into every argument, um, on everybody's timeline that comes your way? Are you getting, uh, are you reading a bunch of like negative comments that other people are writing? Are you getting derailed into, like rabbit holes of, of, you know, videos or like YouTube videos or um, like any type of content that is really like not, not contributing to your fulfillment of self. Um, I'm not saying toxic positivity, stay away from all of the things that remind you that the world is fucked up. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like, are you sliding into too much because our brains are not designed to be able to process as much information as is available to us on the internet. And because social media is literally addictive, it was created to be addictive. Um, we can, we get sucked in and if you're feeling sucked in and you're feeling like you don't have control over the way that your energy is pulled when you're on here, which you, Oh, Hey Lennon. Um, which we don't have 100% control at all because the algorithm just feeds us stuff. And so there's going to be, we, when we open our apps, like that's a good place to start is like, okay, when I open my app, I know that I cannot control what information comes my way. In some, in some ways, like the algorithm 
you know, won't, won't show us certain things because it already knows us so well that, that it only filter certain things our way, but like, you never know what you're going to see when you open social media. And I think that that's something that we don't necessarily take very seriously and how, what, what comes our way and what we're consuming and what we're participating in on social media can actually be not only depleting our attention span really and truly, like, I mean, if you haven't noticed yet <laughs> whether social media is affecting your attention span, um, I definitely recommend doing a, doing a little check-in with yourself maybe over the course of the next week or month um, just to see how, how that feels, um, to be aware of like how you feel when you open an app versus how you feel when you close it. Um, and like, what are you dedicating your time to? And are you, I think I see something a lot amongst folks who are, you know, really truly striving for a better world and, and really truly striving to reduce harm and, um, and, they end up getting sucked into every argument that comes their way and every debate um, between people whose minds they are never going to change. And I think that that's a really important part of boundary work um, for anybody who wants to make the world a better place, right? Like if that is your desire and goal and that is where you want to put your energy in the world and that doesn't necessarily mean some big illustrious career or whatever because all of this work, making the world a better and safer and more just place starts with our relationships. So if you're doing that work and you're committed to doing that work and you're committed to doing that work in your closest relationships, then that is you being committed to doing that work. And that's awesome. And if that really is where your heart is at and that's where your mind is at, then like it's not, it's not worth it to throw your energy into, you know, a vortex of people who are never going to hear you. And I'm not saying that like there shouldn't, that nothing should be done about people who can't hear logic and can't hear, arguments for justice, but I'm saying like, you might not be the one to get to that exact person. And I think it's really important for the sake of our own energy conservation and our own boundaries to realize that like we were like yelling into a void isn't helping anyone. And I think a more productive use of that time, if you're interested in like strategizing to try and like, um, sort of shift your focus is to figure out what link in the chain you are. So, and what I mean by that is like, if you are, if you are doing, you know, justice work online and that is part of your work in the world is to use the internet, um, for, you know, you know, those endeavors and those goals. If there are ways that you're noticing that your participation in the, on the internet, in conversations on the internet, if you're noticing that there are ways that that is depleting your energy to the level that you are not actually able to function or like function at your desired level um, and you're not actually, you don't have energy left over to affect the type of change in your life that you and in the world that you want to affect, then I think it's worth looking at how um, you are engaging with what's online. Hang on, sorry, these comments are coming in like more slowly, I think, than, because you know that's how Instagram works. Like, you'll leave a comment and then I see it like a minute later. So, um, this says, Deej says, hashtag fuck the void. We have to keep working, keep utilizing the resources available to us to bloom change. I agree. Yeah, I think that's really, 
that's really what it is, right? It's like using the resources we have to bloom change. I love that. And if the res- if social media is a resource that we have, but then using it in a way that doesn't actually harm us um, is I think that we all could use some more tools in that department because in, in truth, like social media, I'm 32. I'm part of the generation that social media like became a thing during and um, everybody younger than me, you've had it almost your whole life, if not your whole life. And I think that it's up to us to uh, understand and interrupt the ways that it's also harming us because we have been guinea pigs for this like huge experiment that is so great and also so terrible. I, I do boundary work with all my clients in, in anything that we're doing because in the nature of growth work is that we have to have boundaries in order to do it. And if anybody has any questions, please drop them in or anything to say, comments. I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I do boundary work with my clients in all of my one-on-one coaching and in my group coaching, but I do have an upcoming four-month intensive on boundaries. Uh, we start in two weeks. It's called A Shipper's Guide to Boundaries. And if anybody feels like you need help with this work of mitigating your relationship to social media, that is definitely something you can come to this for. Um, and uh, because, okay, so here's the thing, right? Like, I think in being guinea pigs, um, of this whole experiment that is social media, one of the one of the coping mechanisms we've developed is just to take like abstinence breaks from it. And I think that that's awesome and I fully support that um, if that's what you need to do. But then what I think tends to happen is that we, more often than not what I see is people take a big long break from social media and then they feel great and they feel, they reconnect to themselves and they reconnect to their the, their presence and they get recentered, but then they they binge it. They go back in, and the same habits like come back up because the nature of social media is addictive, and we have not yet fully started to treat it like a drug. Um, and so we haven't fully started to strategize for how to use it in moderation. Um, and so. I, I want to recommend the documentary The Social Dilemma because it explains the psychology behind why social media is so addictive. Uh, and I think, you know, it can it can help if you... I think a lot of people struggle with feelings of guilt around social media being addictive because because we, we haven't acknowledged it as such um, on, like, a large scale. But it really is. Like, it was specifically designed and psychologists were brought in to the teams of the companies that developed all of these apps to help them make it work with our dopamine receptors. Um, So, documentary, Social Dilemma. And um, so, yeah, in my programs and then in my upcoming intensive, I, I work with you to address the underlying issues that make you susceptible to social media addiction. So what's going on that is making you want to numb out and want to go in and want to overuse it and want to, like oftentimes what I'm finding with my clients is that an intention to do harm reductive work in the world, um, to do to do justice oriented work in the world is translating into the inability to pivot away from conversations online that are going nowhere where you're arguing and arguing and arguing with a brick wall of a person who is never going to shift their shift their opinion or their actions or their thoughts um, because you're arguing with them online. Like, it's not to say that somebody somewhere couldn't help them along, but it, like, 
if it's not you, I think it's important if that's a habit that you're in of constantly getting into dead end, long-winded arguments online and it's depleting your energy, that's a place where you can pivot. Um, oh, that's a great question. Deej asked, how does one become one of your clients? All my links are in my bio and you always can DM me with any questions. Um, I've got one-on-one life coaching. I do breakthrough sessions with folks who just need like a intensive afternoon to like chisel away at one, one issue. Um, and then I have the upcoming program, which is a stripper's guide to boundaries. So if you go to the link in my bio, the link tree has all of those in there. Um, and, uh, there's still space left in a stripper's guide to boundaries. There's a few spots left. There's 15 spots total. Cause I like to keep my groups pretty small and that begins March 18th. Um, So if you are interested, you can do that. And also DM me all of the things. Um, I would love to hear from anybody. Um, So I want to get to the last part of uh, this this, uh, today's topic and uh, give you a little test that you can give to yourself. This is a test that I give to my clients that I think is a good... Oh, oh, thank you, Deej. I appreciate that. Yeah, and anybody who wants to share my profile or my videos, um, you're always welcome to. I really appreciate that. Um, and, and so one of the tests that I do with all of my, with, with my clients to determine boundary health in general, and I, <laughs> and I think, um, it's not just boundary health with social media, but it includes that as well is, and you, anybody can do this anytime you want. Just take, take a moment, think about it, take a few days, think about it, notice how soon, how often, and with what emotions do you respond to messages in your phone? So it's not just messages in your social media, it's text messages, it's emails, it's voicemails, it's whatever. Um, When your phone pings, are you immediately picking it up and responding to it without stopping to think whether you have to in that moment? Is it a time-sensitive request coming through your phone? If it is not marked as a time-sensitive request, then it is not up to you to divine that information. Um, and I, I get, and then the reason I started thinking about this is because I get a lot of messages. I get a lot of replies from messages that start with, I'm sorry it took me so long to get back to this. And they are messages that were never marked. I never, I never put a timeline out there into the, into the universe. And I feel like I'm getting met with anxiety in response. Um, and I'm like, it's cool. I didn't say I needed any time frame on this answer. Um, and so are you answering your phone without considering whether it's urgent or without considering, you know, could I respond to this tomorrow? Do I have other things on my plate? Do I have to be in my phone for other reasons today? Um, would it be, would it maybe be better for me if I just, you know, replied to this tomorrow, not with a sorry, not with an apology, but just with a, this is when I'm responding. Um, and then how often do you reply to your messages? So are you letting messages pile up for months? Um, are you letting things go beyond a reasonable time window? Are you, and then with like with what emotions are you responding to messages? So are you responding with anxiety? Do you, the second your phone pings, does the guilt start? And you're like, oh shit, I got to respond right now to everything. Everything that comes my way. Like most of us have like five to 10 messaging services within our phone every single day. So there's many avenues that people can reach you. So are you making yourself overly available um, through messaging or through social media or through your phone in general, or are you being avoidant and, you know, leaving people 
hanging, leaving people wondering whenever they're going to get an answer from you. Are you sporadic with your answers? Um, and I think that that is indicative in general of like how you may be, how you may be coping with difficult or get difficult interactions or interactions that make you feel a feeling, whatever that feeling is, interactions that make you feel a difficult feeling or make you anticipate a difficult feeling. Um, I think, um, oh, thank you for coming, Deej. Oh, hello, Neptune. Hello, you little baby. Um, oh, great. I'm so glad I was useful. Um, and then, uh, and yeah, so if you're finding that you're like, oh, shit, I am maybe violating my own boundaries in terms of how available I'm making myself on my phone, or maybe I don't know how to put up healthy boundaries, so I'm just avoiding all interaction on my phone because now I have 3,000 text messages and I'm like too overwhelmed. Um, those are definitely things you can bring with you to a stripper's guide to boundaries. And th those are things that are indicative to larger communication patterns that I can help you with and that I would like to help you with if you're struggling there. Um, I created this program specifically for people who want to keep your energy aligned with what you know you're meant to do with it in the world. And if you are like, I am exhausted all the time. My phone takes up all my time and energy. Um, that is definitely something that we can work through together. And I want to help you with it if it's something you need help with. Um, and, uh, and if you want to check out the other videos in this mini course, they are all on my IG profile. And you can also sign up for my mailing list. I will be sending this video out again tomorrow. And um, there's lots of things coming. So if you, uh, again, if you want to join Stripper's Guide to Boundaries, um, the deadline to join is next week, so it's coming up fast. We're starting on March 18th, and it is filling up quickly, and please don't wait till the last minute, because the people who haven't signed up yet, like, everybody waits till the last minute, and then spots run out, and then I feel sad, because I don't want to, I don't want you to miss it if you want to be in it. If you like what you hear on a Stripper's Guide podcast, please send it to a friend. It would also mean a lot if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'll meet you back here for the next episode. Thanks for listening. They come to watch me dance. They say I make them feel wild. Feel wild. If you come, you better bring bands. I got an expensive smile. <laughs> got that sugar baby sway when I move.